All right, we're back. Minds Like Minds podcast. I'm your host, R.L. Melpica. And I'm the co-host, Deshaun Definition. And today we have a very special guest, Miss Adriana Herrera, who is a social entrepreneur. How are you doing today, Adriana? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. No, Whoa. thanks for coming on our show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, just kind of getting into to who you are and what you do. Um, just reading some of your bio. Um, basically, you're on a mission to ensure women and underrepresented working groups have access to secure, meaningful employment and equitable <clears throat> pay. Now, that is that is very that's very strong and very deep there. Um, how did that become your passion? Oh, um, life sort of made it my passion. Um, as a Mexican American woman in the United States, um, I actually never thought I would be an entrepreneur. Uh, it happened sort of on accident. Um, but once I did become an entrepreneur, that's when the inequities for me really became highlighted. Um, because I would go into meetings where I was meeting with eight people and every person sitting across the table for me was my father's age and was a white male. Uh, so those power dynamics started to come to light for me. Uh, I was in a different position because I was, I've been a founder, I've been an entrepreneur, um, but then building out the teams when I would interview people, people coming to me and saying, this is not like what I'm used to. And I'm like, this is normal for me <laughs> right. um, because they were used to these systems that would just shut the door on them. Um, so, you know, over the course of time, I really just wanted to live my philosophies and live my values. Um, I built a couple of uh, companies in tech in um, e-commerce and marketing uh, e-commerce technology. After that, I had the uh, great fortune to be able to go on sabbatical, travel around Mexico, wow. surf, you know, kind of reset my my battery, so to speak. And it was during that time, I um, also started tinkering on some projects, um, building them, you know, line by line, code by code um, from the ground up. And they actually happened to be in the um, the hiring space, but for the legal cannabis industry. Okay. So prior to building Ola Destiny, which is the company I'm very excited to share with you. Yes. For the last three years, um, I'm actually simultaneously running these two companies right now. Um, for the last three years, I've been helping the emerging legal cannabis industry um, hire authentically diverse, high-performing teams. Uh, this industry has never existed before hmm. legally, but for um, the early adopters who are black and brown individuals, we continue to be incarcerated, yet we don't have a seat at the legal table. Um, while we do have the ability to actually statistically increase profits for these companies by having authentically diverse, highly capable teams. So I built this technology um, that is being used in the legal cannabis space to help HR teams identify uh, the most qualified person without introducing bias at the top of the funnel. When the pandemic hit, um, the unemployment ratio just skyrocketed, um, you know, hitting uh, Double, double numbers within, I think it was just about a year ago mm -hmm. um, today. And um, the people who were most impacted were, again, black and brown and women on top of that. So looking at what I had been doing for the last three years, I said, well, I've been working with the HR teams. I know what the individuals need, 
let me take those learnings and build some tools for individuals to walk in that door with the skills and confidence they need to get hired, to successfully negotiate a job offer, to get promoted and get a raise. And that's what Ola Destiny is today. Wow. You can build the skills you need to get the job using Interview Destiny. And then you can build the skills you need to get that promotion and get that equitable pay through Pay Destiny. Wow. Wow. That is so dope. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we talk, we talk wow. a lot about on the show about social inequalities. Um, and, you know, one of our main themes is a lot of this is by design. Um, if you look at corporate America, which basically runs the country, um, different corporations, and you look at times where, I mean, in, in a society that is built off a monetary foundation versus, let's say, the betterment of humanity, ultimately, if they're not meeting, and I, when I say there, I'm talking about the top of the food chain when it comes to corp mm -hmm. corporations. If they're not meeting their numbers as far as their increase and in, in increase in profits every year, the first thing they do is they start, you know, laying people off downsizing. and downsizing. And and when mm -hmm. when you look at where brown and black people are as far as within that, um, you know, corporate structure or, or, or business structure more of us are at the bottom than at the top. So we're the first ones to get laid off. Or if you have a, a business owner, which the majority of business owners are white, um, they're going to lay off two of us before they lay off one of them. Just out, just the numbers are there. Right? right. So I think what you're doing is, is tremendous because a lot of people don't, don't understand how to go through this process and understand how they can actually move up in a company and whatnot. Um, can you can you give us like a walk through like tell us more about Ola Destiny because I want to like yeah if if somebody like say for instance somebody you know is looking for work or, or looking to get into the workforce or, or looking to build a career like mm -hmm. give us a play by play on what they would do and how they would utilize the service. Sure. So Ola Destiny is made up of two sister um, personal software systems. So we have Interview Destiny and Pay Destiny. So I'll walk us through okay. both of them. Um, and you'll go back and forth probably throughout your career using both um, because it's a, you know, a cycle as you're advancing, you're going to your promotion interviews and you're going to go back to Interview Destiny, so on and so forth. So um, beginning with Interview Destiny, Interview Destiny has over 550 interactive interview questions that you can use to build your skills and confidence to ace that interview. Um, we, being a social enterprise, have a number of tools that are available 100% for free. So for instance, you can go in and use the, our um, top 10 interactive questions hiring managers ask completely for free. You, you run your mock interview being asked these questions. You use the recording feature to answer these questions um, and master your, your answers. You use our interactive job interview preparation checklist to make sure you are ready for that interview before you walk through that door. All of that is 100% for free. Wow. As Yeah, it's uh, very important to me if we're, we're talking about leveling the playing field, financial barriers are huge inequities to help people level up and to level that playing field. So if someone is unemployed, how can you, how can someone of conscience ask for hundreds of dollars 
with a limited perspective to coach someone to get a job who doesn't have the money to pay right. your limited perspective. Right, it right. makes it makes no sense. So um, you can um, use all 550 interactive questions that we have that break down into over 35 categories from your work history to those tricky brain teaser questions someone might ask, which um, you know are actually signals that maybe you're not dealing with an appropriate hiring manager. Um, so you can um, learn the questions that you should ask at the end of the interview. One huge mistake people make over and over and over again. You finish your interview, you're feeling good. Hmm. Do you have any questions for me? The hiring manager asks. Oh, no, I'm good. When are you going to make your decision? Wrong answer. You just <laughs> shot yourself in the foot. You always have to ask one, two, or three questions. You always have to ask, you know, what do you have any concerns? Is there anything that concerns you about my background? So you can address those questions up front. Um, with once you practice with the auditory uh, interviews, we have three interactive um, AI type interviews where you can do easy, moderate, and hard. So you're really preparing for that real game time. Um, and all of that that I just mentioned is literally 99 cents a day for 30 days. So it's 29.99 wow. um, being compassionately priced. Um, so once you get your job, uh, you're, you're now on your way to, um, you know, begin your, begin your work. Mm -hmm. So that's when you jump over to pay destiny. Okay. And pay destiny is basically like a bank for your professional achievements. Okay. Think about everything you've accomplished personally and professionally in your life. Like, I don't even remember what I had for dinner last night, let alone <laughs> like what I accomplished last year. Yeah, right. Um, so basically very similar to how you do, your checks get deposited maybe weekly or bi-weekly. You create your, you can begin what again, 100% for free to create your achievement bank where you can set your preferences to make your deposits either every Friday or you know once a day at the end of the day. And basically what you're doing is you're depositing your top three achievements for the day so that you can use that personal data. You tag it based on the things your boss cares about most. We have our, our formula where that helps you quantify those achievements. So it's not just like, hey, my clients love me. Right. It's, hey, my clients love me because I increased their spend over the last 12 months by 38%. Nice. Um, and um, all of that you can do completely for free. So then um, our more upgraded packages, again, com totally compassionately priced. We have the ability for you to understand your full compensation package so that you have um, leverage when you're going in to negotiate. So if your your job description says, you know, 40 hours a week for 30 thirty dollars um, an hour, but you're really working 55 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Well, what is your true hourly rate? It's not that thirty dollars an hour. Right. It's actually lower. Mm -hmm. So you have the ability to um, very easily just fill in some blanks, and we calculate all of that for you. Um, you can set your promotion and pay raise goals. So it's not just you've now started your brand new job. It's I'm starting, but I know where I want to go in 12 months. And as you move along every quarter, we're giving you tips on what you should be doing each every three months to successfully position yourself 
to make that bump and reach your goals. Once you're getting to about that 12 month mark, you can use the interactive practice so that you can practice for your promotion interviews, your performance reviews, and then also not feel uncomfortable when you're being asked compensation questions or when your hiring manager tries to give you a type of no, because there are many types of no's. Right. <laughs> um, and so that way you can practice your answers to that. And so that's pay destiny. What we do is we help um, professionals reach their promotion and pay goals by giving them the tools to track their career, their milestones, and just keep moving forward. That's, yes, that's pretty dope. I mean, like, um, it's almost like um, a prep course, a prep course to success. It's kind of like what it is, you know, or like, you know, um, wow. Yeah. It's like, it's very impressive. Thank you. Um, and it's, it's so needed because like, it, these are things that, you know, I, I talk a lot about like the education system, educational system. And, you know, they, they, they try to, you know, you go through this, you basically go through the system to, you know, graduate high school and then and then go to college, per se, if you decide to or not, and then get thrown into the workforce. But you're not really prepped. You know, you're not really prepped to, to answer those difficult questions of, you know, why were you at this employer for two months? Mm-hmm. You know, right, uh, right, right. why are you looking to make a, um, a field change? You know, why are you going from, you know, food service to sales? You know what I'm saying? Like those types of questions. Um so to have something like that, a resource is, is, is really what it is. It's, it's, a, it's, yep. and it's a, um, a resource that is, is so needed. You know what I mean? Like to, to actually prep, mm-hmm. prep, like you said, yeah. but then the pay aspect of it to continue that because most people they'll get the job and that's it. Let's throw a party. We got the job mm-hmm. and then that's it. And then five years, you know, not, I want to say five years nowadays, Two years later, they're burnt out. They don't understand why they're not progressing. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel like they're getting the same opportunities as everybody else in the same in the same position or within the same company. Mm-hmm. And they but they don't have any recourse, you know, because they don't remember what they you know, all the accolades they had. That's that's one of the things I've always had issues with. You know, when they ask you, you know, what type of accolade, you know, what type of accolades or, you know, that did you receive? Well, shit, I was there for Right. Seven years. I don't remember yeah. exactly what. I mean, I know I did something good. Yeah, because yeah. you know you you get caught. It's like you get caught up in a rat race, or you get caught up in the 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 box. You know what I'm saying? You get caught up in the system, and then it's like every day becomes a Monday or some shit. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yes. like because you, you and you lose track of 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 your, you lose focus of your goals. Yeah, and some people don't ever set goals. Period. That's that. So how now everything's um you know tied together and it's tied in so like it's you know there's not a i don't know if there's not a lot but there's it's, it's just like it's 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 completely needed and it's like a a, a huge market for it oh, right yeah. now you know especially with covid um tearing everything down everything's in a rebuilding process a lot of places are are hiring and and it's like Mass hiring because with, with Texas, us going back over a hundred percent, it's just like ooh, we need people. <laughs> we need, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but and a lot of people, a lot of people choose to just have bodies and heartbeats opposed to having well trained 
um, you know, representatives, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, you know, to to come in and properly push, you know what I'm saying, push the the business further. Mm-hmm. Some people just be like, ah, man, it's a job. Fuck it. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get paid and the weekend I'm going to drink some Dos Equis. In. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, come on, bro. Now the, you know? the, the tier system, because it, that's what it's, it's like a tier system, you know, with the interview and then the, and then the pay destiny, you know, to go from one aspect to the next, it's, it's really intuitive. I mean, I, that's great. Let me ask you this. I mean, you, you talk about you've, you've built, you know, you've built this business, you, you've written this code, like, like, where'd you, where'd you get your schooling and training? Like, this is like, it sounds like you've putting together some real complex stuff here. Yeah. So, um, my background, my, my, uh, college background, I actually have a degree in behavioral psychology. Okay. Um, I took a year off in between what I thought was gonna be my master's PhD in credentials and, um, special education, special education administration. I have an older brother who's a bum until he delayed. Um, so I thought I was going to go down that field. Right. Um, but then life had a different plan for me, uh, where <laughs> I got sometimes. my first, yeah, I got my first taste of entrepreneurship right out the gate where, um, a large youth nonprofit that served 12,000 kids was about to be sued by a group of parents whose children with disabilities were being turned away. Oh, wow. So at the age of, um, 21, I probably look like I was 12. Um, I was uh, in charge of making sure that this uh, organization that had a $40 million annual um, budget didn't get sued. Oh, wow. um, and uh, they said, okay, here's your teeny tiny budget to make this happen. Here's your staff of 13 people, all who are in their 30s, um, and get after it. And so with that, um, my first learnings on building organizational capacity came from that. It was being literally thrown in the deep end, but thrown in the deep end with passion. Um, In college, I had also worked as behavioral therapist with kids with autism. Mm -hmm. Um, I was uh, working as a TA in schools. You know, I had always been, I basically have started working since I was 14 and a half because I lied Um, and said (laughs) I was old enough because I didn't want my, I I was stubborn. I didn't want to be asking my parents for money and I wanted to do for myself. Um, So I, with that, those learnings, I was able to then build out this program um, structured wise, uh, did very well. And for me, when I look back now at uh, Ola Destiny, Interview Destiny and Pay Destiny, I'm like, I should have negotiated that job offer to a t- like tooth and nail. But for me, coming out of college, 21, I was just like, oh, I get to build this big program. I'm so excited. Right. Um, but they were about to get have a huge ADA lawsuit, and I wasn't even getting paid over $25,000 oh, wow. at this yeah. nonprofit. I was dumb as doornails <laughs> at that point yeah. with this type of thing. Um, but that work got recognized, and I actually got stolen away to um, another nonprofit and then another national nonprofits where I wasn't getting paid 25 because I thought I was getting paid more based on what I had achieved um, and the accolades that this organization had gotten, um, which is thankful for California laws that they couldn't ask those questions (laughs) because I would have not gotten the compensation that I was worth. 
Um, but looking at, uh, you know, moving forward more entrepreneurial, I, uh, when I first became an entrepreneur in the tech industry, I knew nothing. So I um, looked for programs that would uh, help me uh, accelerate quickly. So I found okay. one called um, the Founder Institute, which I um, highly do recommend. It's it's great if you literally know nothing about tech at all. Okay. Um, when I started that program, there was 33 founders. I was the only woman, um, the only underrepresented individual. Oh, no, I'm lying. There's two other under, uh, underrepresented men. By the time we finished the program, for four-month program, there was only 11 founders. Um, and I was the only woman. I was the only social entrepreneur on top of it. So um, once I finished that program, just started building, making sure that I was putting myself in situations where I was the dumbest person in the room, very literally. Um, always just trying to learn from people around me, constantly asking questions, which can be hard because I've had people, you know, embrace being asked questions and I've extended my hand to introduce myself and literally had people turn their backs on me. Oh. Um, and, you know, much more than that. So, um, you know, a lot of learnings there, but fast forward, um, had some accomplishments and then that helped open the door to an invitation to the um, number two tech accelerator in the nation. Um, and so I went there um, to build a company and um, from there, uh, Facebook gave me a grant to do a engineering boot camp where I went up to San Francisco, um, just kind of dove in uh, to build those engineering skills. But I, I do have to say my first co-founder for my first company uh, was a wonderful man, um, who, an amazing engineer um, who had helped with the Obama campaign and helped build causes and wow. um, just like a bunch of different, really very well-known companies um, and came to work with me. And he was so open to me asking questions like, what does that do? Like, what does that say? Because yeah. it's really code, coding is is like learning another language. Like, oh, if you yeah. can learn another language, if you can learn to read, you can learn to code. Like, it's binary just, language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's all it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, um, really, the the crux of of my being an entrepreneur and these learnings just kept from being. Um, being unafraid to put myself in situations where I knew nothing right, or I knew no one um, and being comfortable with being uncomfortable um, really is where a lot of the learnings came from. And through that came the growth. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, let me ask you this. Um, how do we overcome the large disparity of income, um, you know, between men and women. That's, um, oh, there's a lot. So I'm probably there a lot. Uh, so first of all, we need legislation and accountability. Uh, that uh, equal opportunity stamp that is at the bottom of every uh, job description is 100% BS. Um, because there is no accountability when you look at these companies. 
Um, so we need the legislation and we need the accountability from the, the, the top from our from our governments. Secondarily, um, when we're looking at these companies, uh, there needs to be more education for the people at the top who are, you know, the older white males who do have their biases, but they got into business to make their money. Right. Like, that's what they want. That's what they care about. Um, and when we're looking at the money. Um, and especially these larger companies, the Wall Street, the publicly traded companies, they have a fiduciary responsibility to maximize profits. Well, when we look at the data and we look at the S&P 500, the companies that perform the best are the companies that are authentically diverse. You set your company up to underperform by a minimum of 16% profit month over month by not including people of all backgrounds, period. So secondarily, oh, sure. we need to look at the um, education of the older generation running these boards and these companies and say, hey, I don't care what your uh, motivation is for being in business. You have a fiduciary responsibility to your business. And this is a tried and true tactic that will make you more money. So get on the train or we're gonna get you out of the company because you're holding us back. Mm. Um, so then you need to put the processes in place, um, uh, which I love because that's what I build, the tech and the processes right. um, and to do all of that. So um, that's more macro, right? Right. Um, but then looking on the day to day to bring that wage gap um, down, that's where it comes to the individual level. Um, and that's where uh, men of color, women and women of color have to take the initiative for themselves to say, I'm going to make this happen and I'm going to find those tools to make it happen and find those opportunities. Um, I had a conversation with someone today where they, they pointed out something very interesting um, where they said, you know, you can be a contributor or you can be a leader. And both are needed in a company, right? For sure. But if you but if you set yourself to only be a contributor at your job, you're you're automatically stopping your level, your um, income potential, because contributors only have so they have a cap, right. basically. But when you're a leader, you want to go from a contributor to a leader. Now your income level is. You, you have no it's boundless, yeah. It's, it's, it's boundless. It's as far as you want to go. So it's also making those decisions and saying, okay, do I want to be a contributor or do I want to be a leader? And how do I do those things? Or, you know, how do I start going over here, shifting my mindset? Because a lot of people have this ingrained, well, I never learned that, or that's not for me, or I don't see anyone that looks like me doing that. that good old fashioned um, conditioning. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I fell into that a lot. I and I still catch myself falling into that. Well, yeah. no one's done this. No one looks like me. No one, you know, where are the the Mexican American women out there, or you know, this. And I'm like, stop it. Right. Like, just stop it <laughs> because it doesn't matter. It, does it matter. matters what I can do and where I want to go. And more than anything, is just putting the pieces of puzzles together and recognizing that you know it's not going to be easy, and there are going to be challenges and there are going to be doors and there are going to be windows and there are going to be, you know, all these other things that happen. But 
I don't know why this analogy came to mind right now. And I probably shouldn't use it, but I'm going to throw it out there and you guys can correct me or whatever. <laughs> but I, like, I think of El Chapo, which is a really bad, because he was a horrible man. And so, so many things that he did. I like where this is going. Was, I like where right, this is going. Right, right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> but he was also ingenious in that he was like, I need to find a way to bring my drugs into the US. Let me get some really top-notch engineers and learn from them and build some submarines. The methods by which he got those people was atrocious and disgusting. Right. But that's not where I'm going. Just the problem solving. Like I'm going to build a tunnel that is, you know, a, a feat of modern engineering that's three miles long, and basically, you know, put your little Starbucks down there and get me my cappuccino, <laughs> and I'm good to go. You know. Right. Like, right. 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 It's, so it's just there's going to be challenges, and there's always yes. going to be someone trying to stop you, whether it's your coworker who might be jealous of your, you know, praise, um, or it's the system that is with set up within your company yes. and being cognizant of that and saying, you know what, I'm going to come across these challenges, but I'm going to find a way. And there's always a way there's always a solution. That's one thing that my mother taught me when I was a little girl, there's always a solution For no sure. matter what. For sure. <laughs> you know, um, you bring, you brought about Chapo and what you were talking about. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's innovation. I mean, however you want to slice it, like that's innovation. That's, that's thinking outside the box. Progressive thinking. You know what I'm saying? And and that's, he was way before, I mean, ahead (laughs) of his time. Oh yeah, for sure. He could only have done that for good. Right. Imagine, imagine. Exactly. Just imagine. Exactly. You know what they say though, you know, the, 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 the line between, you know, a genius and a, and a, you know, a psych, somebody who's psychotic is, is very, it's very small. So, Uh, you know, For sure. For sure. Now that's, that's, um, you're right. I, th- I always think, you know, everything you said, you know, you said it in such great detail, um, until women and, you know, we could even throw people of color in there because, you know, those, the disparity in income and, and, and even employment is such a big gap anyway, you know, as well. Huge. Huge. Um, is until people of color and women, start owning more businesses and, and start be the, being the ones who do the hiring, we're going to have these gaps. Uh, but everything you said is how we can get to that point. You it's, know what I'm saying? The start is the foundation to build on. And this is a very, very solid foundation. Yes. Truth. Truth. So yeah, big ups. That's why I was so excited to have you on because like the innovation that you're adding into it and, and the, the motive is amazing. Like I, I, you know, in everything anybody does, I like to look at the motive. Is it for the betterment of humanity? Right. right you know what I'm right. saying? And, and, and that's, that's what we connect with. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, thank you. Thank for, you so for very that. much. Oh, thank you. Like this is, it's so excited to, to be able to connect with people like you and so many just different sectors. Cause there's so much negative and so much that's trying to keep the abundance and good from happening because it scares some people Mm -hmm. because it scares the way things have been done. (laughs) But again, if you look at the data, um, it makes more abundance for everyone. And so it's exciting to be able to have these conversations. So thank you again. For sure. So very welcome. You know, and and I'm 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 gonna let you follow up on this, but you know, when you talk about Adriana, when you talk about the numbers are telling you, look, more diverse 
um, you know, uh, staff and a more diverse company is going to produce better results, right? That's like one plus one equals two. Let's go. Easy, easy, right? Right. But then when you bring up what you just brought up in people don't want to change, they want to stay conservative, what's always been the people you're speaking of are a certain demographic of people. Yeah. And that's where the whole power aspect comes in. Powers that be. Powers that be and a specific supremacy. Yeah. In a way. A, uh-huh. a specific supremacy. Yeah, that's that's a nice way to put it. Um, yeah, powers to be. But the people who, who design the, the design, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about design. Yes. They want to keep it going in a specific way, even though, like you said, one plus one is equal in two, yet you guys aren't acknowledging that one plus one is equal in two. So we're just going to have to go ahead and take over the entire formula ourselves. Right. right yeah. Right. There's time to, you know, redesign and redo. And, and that's happened time and time again over history, right. In different, in different ways. And right now with the pandemic, what we're seeing is more and more people are saying, well, the systems hasn't worked for me in particular. Right. So what is my solution? How am I going to find my way? And now there's so many innovations that have been happening over the last 12 months, which are very, very exciting, more communities coming together. Um, and there, in some levels, you know, a, a, a new type of prosperity coming from the turmoil of the pandemic, um, which I think we're going to continue to see over the next 24, 36 months. Um, and, you know, hopefully our communities can get it together and, uh, you know, we can, can really curb this pandemic. But, you know, looking short term with with the unemployment like, and um, the pay inequity, that's what I'm really trying to focus on. Uh, right now, the numbers continue to rise for Latino men and African-American men being at the top of unemployment. Um, last I looked, I think it was about 9.9% for African-Americans uh, men and for Latino men, I think it was like 96 um, if I'm not, or I might be getting them backwards. Um, no, but when no. You look, you're right. I, I got them written down. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, when we're looking at these, you know, statistics in comparison to white males, um, and then also looking at these statistics for women, um, African-American women, Latino women have double the unemployment rate of white women. Um, and it's not because there is a lack of talent. There is not, you know, an inequity of knowledge there. Right. Um, when you're comparing two people who have, you know, the same backgrounds, that's where the bias comes in. Um, and so using tools like interview destiny to be able to learn the correct language, how to go in. Uh, we have a number of new tutorials that are going to be coming up of um, specifically more geared towards women right. um, and women of color when you are being interviewed um, by a older white male, very specifically, which tend to be do a lot of the hiring yes. on how to um, break through some of the stereotypes. So one stereotype that I've had to fight um, and we'll put some of these uh, details into these tutorials is um, the stereotype of I, I only clean houses. Oh. I only take care of kids. I only cook. Or I'm only entertainment at halftime. Oh, goodness. Um, and <laughs> how how do, do these stereotypes in the subconscious impact conversations in hiring? Right. Um, what are some tools that you can do? So for women, 
um, lower, lowering the octave of your voice, speaking more monotone. This alone is a psychological, um, creates more of a psychological commonality because one, there is the gender um, and what the gender presents and manifests in person. So if you can start to minimize some of these um, common uh, indiscretions, not indiscretions, but like differences, mm -hmm. they actually help with the hiring process because they are not hearing a high pitched voice that is different than that they're used to hearing, you know, in their office, in their boardrooms or whatever it might be. They're now able to listen more to what you're saying and you're saying the right thing is because you're using the right formula you're speaking in metrics you're using word economy uh women uh, i think use four or five times more words than men do so they oh women just talk they don't get to the point well get to the point use word economy help them understand your capabilities so you can get the job so the, these types of tools are also tutorials that are coming but it's really nailing down that practice of what are you going to say, getting rid of those nerves and um, nailing those answers to those interview questions? You know, it's it's like um, what you just spoke about. It's like it's removing it's helping remove and eliminate the preconceived notion. So they see, you know, they see a resume. Oh, I have, you know, Jasmine Rodriguez coming in. Mm -hmm. Right. So they already have. You know, from their subconscious, you know, what I'm saying the stereotypes and, and everything yeah. that's popping in their head of what that person is going to be, that idea of what that person is going to be. So if they come in and they completely go against the grain of what the thought process of the hire is going to do, then all of a sudden, like almost I shouldn't even say almost psychologically, they're going to pay more attention because oh, I usually this see it happen nine to 12 minutes into the conversation. Like I can literally see the hamster like go and they're like. I'm confused. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and you start seeing it breaking down, breaking down. And usually it's about nine to 12 minutes in. They're like, okay, this is not normal, but I'm going to go with it like, right, type right. of thing, which is unfortunate, <laughs> but yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Extremely interesting. Um, so you start at 21, right? So, like, as a as a as a child growing up, did did you did did you did you always have did you have a feeling like you know did you did you want to help you want to give back, you know what I'm saying you want to you know what I'm saying yeah um always so I um again I'm Mexican American uh, my mother was born in the U S um, though she went to Catholic boarding school in Mexico um, my grandmother was a bracera so uh, one of the people who was legally able to come over to work. Um, within the US is during the 60s um, and then get uh, citizenship through that. Um, she worked in a um, sweatshop, turkey slaughter farm uh, for literally pennies on the dollar. So she could send my mother and her sister to Catholic boarding school because she had a second grade education and it was important to her that her daughters got a good education that she didn't. Mm -hmm. So, um, Looking, coming from that foundation, and my my grand, my other abuelita from um, El Paso came from Juarez. Um, my dad's from Juarez, uh, immigrated to the U.S. legally. Um, very humble upbringing, and it was always help others because you don't know when you're going to need the help, and never talk about money, and because money at the end of the day doesn't give someone value, like sure. it 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 doesn't. So. Um, 
from a young age, uh, just my parents, I would just would watch my parents, my dad in particular would, you know, get backpacks and socks and extras, sweatshirt, like jumpsuits and things at Christmas time all the time. Um, and we'd go and donate them or we were going to um, feed the homeless and things. So except from a, like, I never not remember a time doing that. Um, and then having a brother who's developmentally delayed and when the our country doesn't value persons of different abilities right. um growing up with that um and always just seeing he just experiences the world in a different way like and he's way more compassionate and intuitive and empathetic than anyone i've ever met his like eq is higher than anyone i know um and same goes for his his friends and his community um and there is an insurmountable value in that for our communities mm -hmm. if we allowed that to be in our communities sure. because it's pushed out to somewhere else. So growing up with, with that lens, um, and then they have a, a, a younger brother as well who's very, very interesting. Um, he like he scored um like out of college or in top three point something of Mensa when he was like 13. Wow. Um, yeah, so um, the way I grew up definitely impacted how I see the world and my mm -hmm. connection to the world. Like my father um, gave us rules we had to abide by to go shopping. Um, we couldn't buy anything made in China. Oh, we wow. couldn't buy synthetic fibers and we couldn't wear dark colors. Um, and we couldn't buy things in China because they, he believed that they had worse uh, sweatshop labor practices in Mexico because he had a lot of family growing up and he, you know, working in sweatshops. Uh, we couldn't buy synthetic uh, fibers or, or textiles because in Mexico there's a saying, you can um, tell the color of the season, the next season, right? Um, by the runoff in the road. Um, hmm. So if it was going to be like purple was going to be hot for the next season, you knew that because purple dye was running all down the road into the water supplies. Wow. Um, and then wow. we couldn't wear dark colors because children are the light of the world and they shouldn't wear dark colors. So <laughs> That's conscious how, living though. That's very it conscious. Is. It was so annoying when I was a little girl and I just wanted to get my cute little dress for school. I'll right, tell you right, what. Right. But um, it's just how I grew up. So, yeah. you know, looking at giving back and, you know, your, your question to Sean is just, um, I don't know another way. Um, you know, people are like, Oh, you should just, you could, you could charge, you know, 1100, 1200 for this and that. And, or you can do this and that. And I'm like, I could, but then I would just be contributing to the same cycle of nonsense mm -hmm. that everyone else is doing. And, I like to say that, you know, I'm planting an orchard and you might be, you know, grabbing your apples off the shelf right now, but that's going to run out at some point. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have an orchard with trees and I'm going to be able to give you apples when you need some, or you're going to have to come and like help me <laughs> harvest or something. <laughs> wow, that's... Hey, look, um, thank awesome. you so much. Like, I'm like, we are very appreciative to what you're doing and, 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 and everything that you're doing for just humanity yeah. in, in general. Yeah. It's, um, I'm trying, we're all trying in our own ways. You know? we, ex exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, but, but it's, it's, it's your type of energy 
that's going to help make those changes that we've been talking about. You know what I mean? Thank you. Thank you. And it's a collaboration, you know, it's, sure. it really is. It's just talking to people like you and learning about what you guys are doing to help a, a, really a global community because podcasts are anywhere, right? Exactly. But, right, exactly. Um, what I'm doing and just putting it all together into to a network to create, you know, abundance for people um, and the people who have been missing out for a really long time. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely their time. It's definitely our time. To push it forward, you know, to yeah. push it Keep forward, it man, forward. to just take it to a whole nother level, man. And, and you know, we're doing that, you know, one voice at a time, um, just, you know, changing the world, bro. Like, like this is like our journey. This is, a, this is, this is where we give back. Yes, know? for sure. For sure. Before, before we let you out of here, I got to know, like, you like to surf. So, t- so tell us about your, your little surfing uh, hobby. Yeah. Oh, my surfing hobby, um, which I haven't done much of because uh, right now I'm actually um, quarantining. I, I'm still calling it quarantining in San Diego, um, came back to the U.S. Um, but I've from San Diego where I grew up. I've lived in Hawaii, um, chopped around Mexico surfing. Um, so I uh, go back and forth on being a moderately sufficient surfer to <laughs> not so good of a surfer. Um, I've had... I've had one accident that left me in a wheelchair and on crutches, a wheelchair for a week on crutches for about almost four months. Um, That was in San Diego. I had an accident in Hawaii that um, gave me six stitches here. I was like a pirate for Mm. um, a month or so, almost lost my eye very literally. Um, (laughs) So I go back and forth, but the thing I love about surfing, Uh, you know, is that, um, when you catch that wave, like there is just a freedom. And it's also talk about equality. It's an equalizer. Like the ocean will equalize everything. <laughs> like you right. cannot go out there and think you're better than the person next to you. Right. Because literally I'm thinking right now there, I was, I was surfing in Mexico and a big set came in and I'll do maybe like two and a half meters max. So that's like what, seven and a half feet. Something like um, that. Yeah. Something like max. And um, I remember there's this guy just next to me and he was just, you know, an American, not having respect for the culture down there. A set came in and he got equalized. I mean, he got equalized. <laughs> like the wave came down and broke his board in half. Oh, equalized. Wow. So he, you know, was humbled. Right. And we've all had those humbling moments. But I, what I love about surfing is um, it's also very metaphoric in the sense that you can't look down when you surf. I mean, you can, right. but when you look down, you're going to fall. Okay. You have to look forward hmm. because you have to be able to see, you know, where you're going and, and what, so when you, I look at that as a metaphor for life, you know, you also have to trust yourself, trust your being, trust your body, trust your anchoring, trust what you've learned or you're going to fall. Wow. And I love that. It just, it's, it reminds me when I need it. I'm like, you know what? I got to go surf because <laughs> I need to remember to trust myself, my anchoring, my learning, to look forward because there's nothing 
for you back behind. There's nothing right. for you down. It's only forward. And it's so freeing and so beautiful. If you have a chance to learn to surf, if you eat, you know, tried or are looking to do it, I recommend it. And you're going to fall and you're going to fall and you're going to fall and you're going to fall. But there's something beautiful in the falling as well. Because every time you learn something and then you go and you get a little better and you get a little better, it's just like, it's literally life in a metaphor of a few hours. Yeah, and I wow. love it. I love it. <laughs> so, okay. Now I can dig surfing, right? Do you ever fear the sharks? Is that like a real thing, or it's um, like- it is? It is a real thing. Um, I don't surf traditionally where I can't see what's beneath me. Okay. So, for instance, San Diego, you really can't see what's below you. Um, there has been shark attacks actually um, up and down the coast here in California. Um, I have knock on wood never seen a shark while I've been out. Um, but I have seen, um, I remember one time my heart just like jumped out. Um, but it was beautiful. It was, uh, this giant, just huge thing was moving towards me. And I was like, what is like, what is this thing? Cause I thought it, it could be a shark. Cause I was kind of far out. Um, and then I was with a friend and he was like, get off your board, get off your board. And I'm like, what? He's like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and this thing comes and it's moving so slow. It was a big granddaddy sea turtle. That thing must have been at least a couple hundred years old and had like moss on its shell. And that was just kind of like moving. And then right behind it came like little Finding Nemo. Whoa, dude, the <laughs> turtle guy, yeah, like yeah. right behind it. And I was just like, this is so cool. Um, so I've only fortunately seen a lot of, you know, fish um, and some some sea turtles. Thankfully, no sharks, but it, it is a thing. It is a thing. And some people like they'll go out and they'll surf at times that are more prone. So more dusk and dawn because they're out feeding. Um, I, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, let the sun come out. Right, like, right, right. No. Uh, uh. <laughs> mm, wow. That's so interesting. That is so interesting. Um, look, uh, thank you once again for, for coming on the show. Let everybody know um, how they can get to Ola Destiny, the website, any plugs, yeah. social media, all, all the good stuff. Awesome. So anyone looking to um, either ace their interview, get the job, negotiate their job offer, get promoted um, and get that raise, they can just go to Ola Destiny. And from there, they'll have two options to go to interview Destiny or pay Destiny. Everything is very easy. It's either oladestiny.com. So it's H-O-L-A destiny.com. Um, interviewdestiny.com or paydestiny.com. Um, one thing I do want to plug, which I'm very excited about, we're going to be launching a podcast oh, okay. late May, right. early right June. And it's specifically to, it's for Pay Destiny, um, specifically to um, help unlock insights from top decision makers and professionals at businesses um, so decision makers are going to unlock, you know, how do you, how should someone come in to ask for a raise and get a promotion? What are the do's? What are the don'ts? And professionals who have actually gone in, gone after those promotions and raises are going to talk and tell us about it and unlock the insights and the how to's. Um, and we're really emphasizing and focusing on women, um, Latinos and African-Americans and making sure that our leaders who are sharing their stories um, are representing these larger communities. So really exciting that that's coming. So anyone can go to pay destiny and sign up. 
um, to be notified of the podcast that'll be coming um, early June. The roster of um, guests we have, I'm just so grateful and honored to have. Um, there are going to be some really amazing names that you guys nice. Well, everyone will have an opportunity. <laughs> well, good. That's awesome. That is fantastic. Um, everybody out there, thank you for listening. Everybody on Facebook Live, appreciate the listens. Um, we'll be back next week. This is Minds Like Minds, where we talk everything from you know, inequality to social justice mental to health, mental health, mindfulness, spirituality, wage that gaps, love. And pushing that love, man. So, uh, and if you're watching on uh, YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button for sure. Uh, we are out of here. Peace.